This week, we read the Torah portion of Boi, which is the tremendous Torah portion that tells us the story of the actual Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the leaving of Egypt. Um, whereas the last few Torah portions were a lead-up to this, um, coming into Egypt, the slavery of Egypt, the first seven plagues and last Torah portion, this week is when we actually have the final three plagues and the actual leaving of Mitzrayim, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and then the later portions are a continuation. We have the story of the uh, splitting of the sea and the giving of Torah and so on. But the actual Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is this week, a week that has def- definitely ripe with the energies of Geula, of redemption. One of the messages that the Rebbe taught us to focus on is the actual name of the Parsha. And just as the name of everything we know has tremendous meaning, the name of a person tells us about the person. So the name of the Torah portion carries certain central messages about the central theme of that Parsha. So it's interesting that the name of the Parsha that's going to tell us the story of leaving Mitzrayim, of leaving Egypt, is Boi. Boi literally means come. Hashem says to Moshe, Boi el pare, come to pare. Um, so I want to focus on that and a couple of lessons from the from Hashem telling Moshe, come to pare. Um, to start with, the obvious question is, seemingly Hashem should have told Moshe, go to Pari. Right? Hashem is talking to Moshe and telling him to go to Pari, so the more seemingly correct way to say it would say, Leich El Pari, which is go to Pari. And instead, Hashem says, come to Pari. And the Zayhar addresses that question and says something very fascinating. Pari was the king of Egypt. Egypt was a place that was evil, that was wicked, that was immoral. And Pari was their king. Everything that there is in this world is reflective of its spiritual source in heaven. So Pare, who's the king, the mighty monarch, the, the ruler of the place of evil, is really a reflection and represents the, the king, the power, the root powers of evil in this world. And indeed, Pare's source above was the very root of evil, the very root of unholiness, of klipa, of evil. And Moshe Rabbeinu, being the tremendous tzaddik and holy person that he was, saw Pari for what he was and recognized that we weren't just talking about a bad person, a vicious person. We were talking about someone who represents the very power of evil and immorality and unholiness with all of its energy in this world. And Moshe Rabbeinu saw that and was afraid of him. He said, I can't go face off with the root of all evil, with the spiritual root of all evil. And Hashem tells Moshe, says the Zayar, he says, you're right, but come with me, we'll go together. When I tell you that you have to stand up to Pari, when I tell you that you have to destroy Pari, you're not doing it on your own. I'm right there beside you. And therefore, Boyel Pari, come with me to Pari. And the Zayar goes on to describe how Hashem takes Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, uh, chamber within chamber, level within level, until he sees the very root of all evil. He calls, the Zayar calls him the great serpent, connected with a serpent that was involved in the very first sin as well. And he says, come and let's face off with evil together. So what are some messages that we can learn from the story? And I want to focus quickly on three points. And of course, whenever we talk about Mitzrayim and Egypt, we always point out that we're not just only talking about a physical nation that lived 3,300 years ago, but we're talking about our own difficulties, our own challenges, our own Mitzrayims, if you will, and as Hasidus points out multitudes of times, the word Mitzrayim comes from the Hebrew word Mitzar, which means limitations, 
narrowness. And that's the, the different types of limitations and difficulties and challenges that each and every one of us experiences. So that the fight against Mitzrayim, the liberation of Mitzrayim, and every part of it is really a story, the story of our life and our own facing off with our own internal evils, if you will. So what are the lessons? The, the obvious lesson, the simple one that almost doesn't have to be um, spelled out, is that we have to understand that whenever we face evil, whenever we face difficulties, internal, internal or external, we're never facing it alone. The greater the evil, the greater the challenge, the greater the adversary, we have to understand Hashem comes with us, and Hashem never tells us, go face off with evil, go face off with your challenges. Hashem says, come, come with me. You might not see me, I might be the hidden partner, but I'm the partner that has the energy, I'm the partner that has all the power, and therefore we never have, we never should be afraid of facing off <coughs> excuse me, with any of the difficulties, with any of the evils and challenges in life. And that's one obvious point in the story of Meshur Rabbeinu facing off with the evil of Mitzrayim. Another point is, and that is, we have challenges, we have difficulties. Sometimes people might take an approach and say, you know what? I have one area that's very challenging, it's very difficult, there is impossible for me to overcome. Let me focus on the other areas. Let me focus on the things that are easier, the things that are, that I'm, uh, you know, I can handle. You know, I've, every person has multiple challenges. So why should I choose to go to the, the root of my problems and face off with that? That area which is most difficult for me, which is hardest for me, where, where my internal evil is strongest, let me avoid that, I'll get back to that at a later point in life. Let me first deal with the smaller issues. And here we have a very telling lesson that in order for the Parsha of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, in order for the actual exodus to happen, it can't work that way. Moshe Rabbeinu has to face off with the root of all evil. He has to go to Paro himself in his intern, internal chambers, um, both physically into his chambers in Egypt and spiritually into the, the in, most internal chambers of evil and wickedness and unholiness above and face off with it, and fight with it, and overcome it. And in order for each and any one of us to ever really affect change, it can only be when we face, <coughs> excuse me, our hardest challenges, and face them straight out, and overcome them. Again, knowing that we have divine assistance, knowing that we're never going to be the one that has to lose, because we have Hashem with us. But to never be, um, to never shirk away, never shy away from facing our deepest and strongest issues, our deepest and strongest problems, and only then can we really overcome them, and only then can we really merit to leave Egypt, our own personal Egypts, and our own personal challenges as well. And finally, one more lesson. When we talk about leaving Mitzrayim, and why were we in Mitzrayim in the first place, and what's the purpose of all these challenges and overcoming them, there's really two ideas that come that come forth. One idea is we're taught, we're taught whenever we face challenges and whenever we deal with difficult situations or people or surroundings or internal problems and challenges, so there's always the good that we're going to be able to take out of it. Um, we're taught that everything that's bad or evil or unholy has within it divine sparks and, and, and goodness. And when we're able to face our challenges properly, we benefit by eliciting the goodness, the holiness, the holy sparks, if you will, that are dormant within the challenges and within the evils of life. 
And that's represented by the fact when the Jews left Mitzrayim, they left with the wealth of, the wealth of Egypt. Um, we know the, very much part of the story, Hashem says, I want you to borrow, I want you to take, whatever you can. And they leave with the wealth of Egypt. And the idea of leaving with the wealth of Egypt is, according to Kabbalah and Hasidus, that within Egypt there's all types of spiritual sparks that had to be elicited, had to be um, refined and elevated, and then the Jews take them out of Egypt with them. So one idea of the challenges that we face is because within those challenges, there are positive points, there are good points in those challenges that have to be elicited and have to be elevated, and that goes true for everything that we experience in life as well. On the other hand, there's another part of the story, and that is that the actual evil has to be destroyed and broken. You know, there's goodness within the challenges, and that we take, that we take home with us, so to speak, and that's one part of the story. <clears throat> the other part of the story is that Hashem creates evil, and Hashem creates challenges, and Hashem creates bad sides to things in order to awaken within us the power to face it and destroy it. Not to gain from it necessarily, not to take something from it. There's certain bad that just has to be destroyed. Why does Hashem create a bad that has to be destroyed? Why does Hashem want us to destroy? Why does Hashem create something in order for us to destroy it? And the answer is, because when we have to face something very powerful, that's bad, and break it, we are revealing within ourselves a tremendously powerful um, ability, an inner ability to face that, to stand up to it, and to bring it down. And that makes us much stronger people. Um, we know Kabbalistically, in Hasidus is mentioned so many times that we have 10 soul powers, starting from Chachma, wisdom, going to Malchus, which is kingdom. I'm not going to go through all of them now. But one of them in the middle is Netzach, the power to be victorious, to overcome. Hasidus teaches us that the power of Netzach, the power, the, the internal power that we have to overcome, is one of the most powerful attributes that a person has. When a person is forced to overcome, a challenge, an obstacle that reaches way down into the essence of their soul and brings out their greatest power, the power needed to overcome. As the example brought in Hasidus, actually, this week is Yud Shvat, the Tenta Shvat, the Yarsai to the previous Rebbe. And before he, before, uh, before he passed away, he left the uh, Mimer to learn, it's a whole story for itself, the Mimer of Basi Ligani, which perhaps we'll deal with in another um, talk. But in Basi Ligani, he talks about that there's a king who has treasures and those treasures remain hidden in the palace and they're never going to come out. There's one thing that makes every king reveal all his treasures and that is if there's war and his kingdom is challenged. In order to overcome the challenges, he'll reveal everything to give the, uh, the ability for the soldiers to overcome a challenge. Because the idea of Netzach, to overcome, to be victorious over, elicits and awakens within us our deepest and most powerful soul powers. And therefore, Hashem creates badness in this world and He says, people, each one of us individually, you have the ability to overcome your internal evil and the evils around you. And when you do that, you'll be a lot stronger for it. So when we leave Mitzrayim, there's two parts of it. There's receiving the good that there is in Mitzrayim and bringing that out with us. And there's breaking the bad that's in Mitzrayim and breaking the bad that's within ourselves as well. And that way meriting to our own Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So in summation, we talked about the three points, all connected to, to Moshe Rabbeinu coming to Pari himself. Firstly, that we have to remember, we never come against the challenge alone. It's always with Hashem. 
Secondly, we, we can never shy away from facing the root of our challenges, the most difficult of our challenges. And finally, that the ability to overcome challenge and break down the evils within and without is actually what elicits the greatest soul powers that we have. All of this together helping us in our own personal leaving of Mitzrayim, leaving of challenges, um, uh, exodus and coming out to a state of freedom personally and ultimately collectively. Have a wonderful Shabbos.